you've come to receive? Yes. Hallelujah. Well, it's a, somebody said it's already starting to try to get cold out there on us. Somebody said chance of snow already by the weekend? Who's praying for that? Okay, I'm going to have to have a serious talk with him. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could do without that for a little bit. It could, it could snow up. It could snow up in the mountains all at once, too, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Well, it's a good day. Regardless, even if it snows, it's still a good day, I guess. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. On uh, midweeks, uh, my time with you anyway on midweeks, been talking about a life of faith and uh, living by faith. And, and um, let's put our key verse up there, Ben. Put, uh, uh, put uh, Mark 11, 22, if you will. Praise the Lord. And, uh, of course, a little short verse, but uh, Jesus, of course, had, uh, was asked a question about well, the fig tree that he had cursed and had withered by the roots and died. And, and they, you know, had a question for him about it, and he just said, have faith in God. Amen. So he answered and said, have faith in God. Now, you think that that's, you know, kind of a dust statement. You know, every time you read that, you kind of think it's just kind of a no-brainer. Um, but I think the more that you kind of dive into it, the more you meditate on the things of faith and what the Word has to say about faith, the more you realize that, you know, it's actually pretty serious business. And, uh, you know, it's not just about a movement. You know, a lot of times people, you know, we... You know, I cut my teeth for the most part on what they would refer to as a word faith message, um, and I'm, I have no problem with that. I'm grateful for my roots, and, uh, but I've heard people say, well, it's that faith stuff, the, you know, that faith movement or those faith people, and all. it's like, well, what are you going to be, a doubt people? You know, the word says to walk in faith, amen, to live by faith, you know, that's how we're supposed to live, and so... Um, you know, to me, I'm grateful that, um, that I heard that message early on, and, uh, but still, every time you get into it and dive into it, you, you kind of, you know, this thing begins to unfold. And the thing I, I'm finding out, um, and I think we've all been finding this out, um, at least I hope so, um, is that, you know, there's a lot of areas that you don't even realize how much you really are using your faith in things. You know, and some of you, it, you're finding out, praise God, you know, you've been using faith in that area of your life, and, and God's been you know, showing himself strong. And then we're also finding out there's probably areas we haven't been walking in faith. Amen. And so we might say, well, I, I wish I didn't find that out. But actually, I'm grateful if I find out that I'm, you know, I haven't been walking in faith, you know. So you just make that adjustment, make that change, and start walking in faith, praise God. Now, the word faith itself, uh, the Greek word is uh, pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. And and it just means, you know, uh, a belief in or to believe in. It means uh, all the synonyms are like uh, assurance, confidence, reliance, dependence. Um, conviction is even another word. And really, depending on how it's used in a sentence is, is why there's, uh, these words are pretty key. And so um, let's get, uh, let's tell you what, let's do a, a couple of those uh, other translations. What I got, the Amplified, Ben, is that what I got next? Thank you, Ben. Hallelujah. So the Amplified just adds to it constantly have faith in God constantly and so that's kind of been really the emphasis is to live this thing constantly amen not just when you know you think you you know I, I need a miracle I need a miracle I need a miracle so oh, I better get my faith up you know well your faith should already be in check come on already be be, be rolling right this is some of the way we live all the time we we've, we've been finding out every day we got to walk by faith in, in areas amen let's give me another one here what do we got the message I think it is uh, let's see, and let's see, yep, here it is. Jesus was, matter of fact, embraced this God life. Everybody say God life. God life. Really embrace it, and nothing will be too, uh, too much for you, this mountain, for instance. Of course, he goes on to say, just say, go jump in the lake. No shuffling or shilly-shallying. That always kind of funny, isn't it? And it's as good as done, praise God. In other words, that mountain's going to obey you. Amen. But he calls it here, the reason I, I read the message translation, he said, embrace this God life. Amen. So this God life, this life of faith. And so let's put Hebrews 10. These are just the, you know, our opening verses. Hebrews 10. We should have them about memorized now, don't you think? <coughs> Amen. Praise God. Here we are. What, what month are we in now? We're in September already. It feels like it should only be February. But anyway, it's, it's, it's September already. And we're just a, an inch away from being October. 
And uh, so we've been, you know, like I said, my time with you every Wednesday has been talking about faith. So you've been seeing these verses quite often. So it says the just, that's you and me, the just or justified. That word also, uh, the Greek word there is also righteous, righteousness. So all that's the same word, just depending on how it's used in a sentence again. But that's you, you and me. That's who you are. You're the just. You've been justified by Christ. Amen. You're not trying to be justified. You already are justified. You're, you're not trying to be just. You're already the just. Come on, somebody. Because of what Christ did. That's good news. So he's telling this is how you, you're supposed to live as a believer. The just shall live. They should conduct their life by what? By faith, right? And, of course, it goes on to say, if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure, no satisfaction in that, praise God. So uh, bottom line is, you know, we've kind of touched on this, is that, you know, faith is really about moving forward. And, you know, anytime you start talking about faith, it really, that's what it, it really is. It's about taking your life and moving forward in areas of your life, you know, taking ground, praise God. It's not about backing up. It's not about drawing back. It's not about looking back. And about giving up here and there. It's about, it's about using your faith, praise God. And that's pretty key because, uh, you know, especially with some things that we, uh, in fact, let's, I'll tell you what, let's do this, Ben. Let's go now to 2 Corinthians 5, put that up there. Because the last two weeks we've been talking about this, and I'm going to talk about it some more today. Maybe we'll kind of wrap it up today. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. But, um, but he says we walk by faith, not by sight. That's how we're supposed to walk. Now, the reason I think this is so key is because, uh, you know, we, we, we don't give up. We don't quit. We walk. Now, this word uh, walk, um, <clears throat> this word walk means to tread about or to walk at large. So, in other words, you know, you know taking steps. It means to be occupied with, in other words, a life that's, that's doing something, okay, that's moving forward. To live or to conduct life, it also means. So we're, there's a way that we're called to as believers, we're called to walk, right? And we've been over the last couple of weeks, and even today we're going to talk about some of the different areas that God addresses in the area of our walk, all right? But it's always going to be by faith. And all the things that God talks to us about our walk, our everyday stepping forth, treading about, day by day, getting up, going to work, going to, you know, school, whatever it is, you know, moving on, doing things every day with your family, uh, hobbies, uh, work, all kind, whatever it is we're dealing with, amen, we're still supposed to be a people that conduct this life in a certain way, right? And we're supposed to do it by faith. Amen. We're supposed to do it by faith, by assurance in God, by confidence in God, by relying on God. Amen. By, by conviction. Amen. We should have some conviction. Amen. We do this as how we live. So no matter what pressure's against us, we're still called to walk. We don't give up. We don't quit. We don't draw back. We don't pull back. We move forward. Well, I don't feel like moving forward. Then use your faith. Come on, use your faith. Believe. Amen. Trust God here. Amen. And it says we, we walk by faith, not by sight, not by how it appears, not by our senses, not by how we feel. Right? right. Amen. The preacher man's not mad. We're just a little intense at the moment, okay? Are you still with me? Amen. So it's just it's how we do it. And, and so sometimes, you know, we get our back against the wall and we feel like, you know, nothing's moving our way or going our way or nothing's going to happen like we want it. And you say, this is where you use your faith. Just press in. Just keep believing God because you're still supposed to walk. You're still supposed to conduct life. You're supposed to, amen, live this thing, praise God. You still have a way, hallelujah, that you tread about, that you take steps and move forward. Amen. We're never called to quit or give up. No matter what we're dealing with. And we've all had pressures. We've all had things that sometimes it almost looked like, man, you know, you can't get your head above the stuff. You know, you feel like you're drowning in it. Come on, somebody. We've all been there. We've all had moments. Maybe some have had more moments than others. And maybe some are going through their moment. Right? We've all been there, though. The point is that 
We have no excuse because the just live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. And sometimes, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's that thing's right in your face. And so you say, well, it's, it's hard not to live and walk by sight or by how I feel or by how it appears. You know, and we're not denying its existence, but we're denying its right to dictate your life. So you have to walk by faith through this. This is a good time to believe God, to trust God, to have confidence in God, to rely on God, to depend on God, amen, to walk in conviction, amen. When everything else in your flesh wants to go the other way, praise God, I'm walking by conviction. All right, so we walk by faith. Now, what we've done the last two weeks is we came, I kind of did this a little, maybe a little different, but uh, talking about a life of faith and uh, walking by faith. And we started talking about all the different things, that, you know, different ways that the Word talks about how we're to walk as believers, okay? And then to show you through that, we're still in the midst of that, we still use faith, all right? And that's what we've been doing. So we talked about walking in newness of life out of Romans 6 and and, uh, you know, talking about walking with, with vibrancy and freshness. Literally talked about that resurrection power that should be at work in your, even in your, in your flesh, even in your, your mortal body. Amen. That power ought to be surging every day, praise God. Well, some days I don't feel like it. Well, it's a good time to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Come on, somebody. And so we talked about that. We talked about walking in the Spirit out of Galatians 5 and and uh, talking about how, you know, even in the spirit, you know, you're, you're walking by the breath of God or by, uh, by um, really, a, um, well, I don't know another way of saying it, maybe other than just saying maybe uh, divinely inspired, God-led, um, you know, God breathing into us every day. We walk in the spirit, praise God. It even says if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But you got to walk in the spirit. But it takes faith to do that. It takes faith to draw on that, trust in that that. that voice from heaven, trust in the breath of God, and, and to keep moving forward, it takes faith to do that. So we talked about walking by, uh, walking in the Spirit. We also talked about walking in love. Amen. That was a fun one. Amen. Somebody said, woo, you had to get on that one, didn't you? We did. And, uh, you know, all the different areas about how that love, that agape love is so important in our life and how it never fails. And how love, that agape love, is really this unconditional giving of oneself uh, toward another. Amen. And so it takes faith to do that. Because sometimes you're, you're walking in love when the other person ain't so lovable. And so sometimes your flesh doesn't want to be lovable yourself, right? And it takes a little faith in God because love never fails. So it takes faith to walk that, praise God. We talked about last week walking in, in, in the truth, praise God, amen. And by that, it says in the truth, and as we studied it out, it's referring to by the word. In other words, the only way that you're going to find that truth, to walk in that truth, is by the word of God. And if you don't abide, remain, and continue in that word, you're probably not going to walk in that truth. You have to stay with it. You have to stick with it. But it takes faith in God to do that, to trust in God, to trust that word. You meditate on that, and you trust that word and say, this is the way we live now. This is how we conduct life now. And it takes faith to do that, praise God. Amen. So uh, we talked about that last week. Last week we also talked about walking in the light. Praise God, about uh, that, remember that radiant energy that makes sight possible. We talked about how walking in the light is, uh, part of that is there, uh, not, not just for you to be able to see where you're going, but you are called to be the light, amen, to be a difference maker, amen, to make sight possible for others. And it takes faith to do that, amen. So we talked a lot about that. Where we ended up last week was in Colossians 1. Let's go ahead and put that back up. And we're gonna, that's going to kind of be our springboard, I think, today. Are you doing good? Yeah. All right. So for this reason, this is Colossians 1, 9, and verse 10 we'll read. And so for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Which, by the way, this is one of those verses that we pray over you guys on a, pretty much on a daily basis. Verse 10, that you, here we go, see, all that, why, that you may walk, here we go, worthy of the Lord. Amen. So we talked about walking worthy of the Lord, praise God. 
fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Of course, it goes on talking about more. But verse 10 here, he says that you may walk worthy of the Lord. And we began to talk about that last week. Kind of only got about partway into it, but uh, walking worthy. Uh, the word worthy here means appropriately, properly, accordingly, befittingly. Um, and it even uses the word complementary. In other words, your life ought to complement, amen, ought to, be, ought to be seen and be, they ought to be able to look at you, amen, and, and your life speaks of His life. Come on, right? And, and so it also means goodly, which was a, is actually a key word, kind of one of those words we'll spring off of, but walk goodly, okay? That's, you know, just, you know, God is good all the time. And, and you know, we ought to walk goodly. Somebody says, is that a word? I don't know. But it kind of is now. Amen. Walk goodly. Amen. There's, a, there's just a way we conduct our life, a life that's befitting, appropriate. Amen. There's just certain things that are appropriate. It's just befitting. It's what you should do. That's how we do it. Well, why? Well, because it represents the Lord. My life represents the Lord. So there's a way that I walk. I walk worthy of the Lord, a life that's like fully pleasing to Him. And, and then also it's fruitful. And if we're walking it right, it's going to bear good fruit. I mean, it takes faith. It takes faith in Him. He's not asking you to walk any of this without His help, without His strength, without His wisdom. In fact, the verse prior to that is what He's talking about. You know, maybe filled the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why, why, why? Well, because He wants you to walk a walk that's worthy of Him. So, you know, you're going to need His help. Boy, in some days, it's more obvious than other days. Come on, right? I mean, some days, it's just, you know, you're going along, and all of a sudden, you just get that witness inside, and you just know, you know, that's not befitting of the Lord. I shouldn't be thinking that or talking that or acting that. Amen? It's not, it's not proper. It's not befitting. It's not, it don't represent the king. Come on, right? You know what I'm saying? So um, what we're going to do... Um, Again, it's like one of them, kind of the different kind of services. But um, So we're going to go Ephesians 2. Um, I'm going to kind of go into three different areas here concerning this, uh, you know, walking goodly, God walking uh, worthily or worthy of the Lord. Amen. And verse 10 of Ephesians 2, uh, we'll start there. It says, for we are, we are, you and me, we are, we are, all are, come on, His workmanship, Right? I mean, something that's been, you know, made. Amen. We're, we're His workmanship. Somebody said, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like His work. We're His workmanship. You've been made. Amen. You've been created. Amen. God's, amen. There's things that God's placed in you and things that God wants to do with you and through you and in you, praise God. And it says that we were created in Christ Jesus for good works. In other words, to walk the goodly life. A good life, to sow the do-good seed. Come on, somebody. Amen. So created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should, here we go, walk in them. Amen. So we should walk, amen, in these good works, right? This is kind of just another way of saying what we were talking earlier. There's a life that you live, amen, how we walk, amen, it ought to be a life that's, that shows forth good works. Now, you're not, you know, the verse probably says you weren't, you know, saved by your good works, but you're still His workmanship that's being created for good works. Amen. We're not trying to earn anything. We're not trying to gain more love from God or more, uh, more uh, acceptance from God. Your good works, that's not what it's about. Your good works is it's just what you were made for. Everywhere you go, it's a walk and walk, a walk worthy of the Lord, a walk that's fully pleasing and fruitful in every good work. Because everywhere you go, praise God, you represent the King. Hallelujah. You're showing forth good works. Aren't you glad you came out on a Wednesday night? Yes. Hallelujah. We ought to, this ought to be our life. Amen. And I find that a lot of people like times, you know, well, I don't want to do anything. Well, that's not how we do this. That's not walking worthily or appropriately. We all got things we should do or all things that we can do. I don't think everybody's called to do everything. But I think, praise God, that we're all called to do something. Our life ought to speak to those around us. Amen? 
Are you still with me or y'all got nervous on me? Some of you just got real fidgety on me right there. I just, come on now, settle down. It's all good. Amen. So this good works thing, okay? So good works. It's uh, uh, made up of two words, of course, good and works. Um, good, the word uh, ogodos, okay, which means goodly in, in the widest sense, okay? It just speaks of all, all good. And then ergon, which is, uh, means deeds, actions, or doings, okay? So it's talking about these good works. We're talking about worthy actions, proper deeds, uh, goodly efforts. Even talks about things like virtuous or walking in excellence. These are all things that you do on a day-to-day, uh, you know, day-to-day living and walking this walk that speaks, amen, to those around us. The good works, amen. Those good works didn't save you. And you're not trying to use those good works to try to gain acceptance from God. Do you know you're as accepted now as you're ever going to be? Do you know God is in just as, I mean, you couldn't get him to love you any more or get him to love you any less. Look at your neighbor say, well, that's a good thing for you, isn't it? (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. So the good works isn't about we're trying to get God to smile a little bit bigger smile on us. The good works is about because we represent something. We're going about, we live this life and walk this thing, praise God, that is being seen by others. Amen. Hallelujah. So good works. Again, worthy actions, proper deeds, goodly efforts, virtuous excellence. You mean every time, you know, you just... Choose to just, amen, to be a blessing to somebody. You know, that's representing the king. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's look at a few verses on this. We're going to go to Titus. That's a quick little reader. Titus, chapter 2. And in context, he's talking to the church. He's kind of, he's kind of bringing in things in divine order in the church and talking about, you know, this group of people this, this group of people this, and do this and live this and walk this. And he says this, you know, in all things, showing yourselves, talking about to the church now, that's all of us here, in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works. Of course, he goes on to in doctrine, showing integrity, which is something we might, we're going to touch on here before long. Reverence and incorruptibility, of course, he goes on talking other things. But he says a pattern, showing yourself. Everybody say showing. 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 You know, somebody like to say, well, I don't like everybody looking at me. Well, tough. They're all looking at you. Amen. And, uh, you know, we use this little phrase all the time, you know, uh, you know, our life, you know, uh, you know, it's, you know, in God, it's, it's a, it's a personal thing, isn't it? Our walk in God is very personal, very personal, and it should be personal, but it's never private. Your walk's always going to be seen, and it should be. It's hard to, you know, put that bushel over your life. It's hard to be that city out there that all are called to when you're, you got your lights out. Come on, somebody. Come on, right? Hallelujah. You're the salt. You're the light. Praise God. And, uh, yeah, your walk is very personal, but it's never private. So showing yourself, amen, to be a pattern of these good works. That same word there, these good works. Again, a pattern, all right? This word pattern uh, just really just means an example a model or type, a sample or resemblance, praise God. Now, the thing I want you to see in some of these references we're going to look to, that, you have to, that when we start talking about the good works, I noticed that in, in, at least in the verses that I pulled out uh, today, I looked through today, they're, they're almost all of them are kind of dealing with everybody out there that's seeing it. So this, this, just kind of keep that in mind because of where we're going to go with this today, okay? So that, that the good works are meant to be seen by all, okay? This is what they're meant for. All right, put chapter 3 in verse, is it verse 8 or what is it? What is it? Yeah, verse 8. Uh, there, this is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly that those uh, who have believed in God should be, here we go, should, any believers in the house? Okay, those that believe, have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works, and these things are good and profitable to who? To men. Talking about to all men, praise God. 
It's, it's a good thing, and it's profitable, not just for you, but for all people, praise God. When everybody chooses to do the right thing, to sow the do-good seed, come on, somebody. It's not only profitable for you, it's profitable for everybody. Amen. When you make a decision to roll up your sleeves and be a blessing and help somebody and do something, praise God, it's, it's seen by all. Amen. I mean, it's supposed to be. I didn't put the reference up there, but in Matthew, we read it uh, last week, I believe it was, when we were talking about, you know, representing the light. You know, we walk in the light. You know, it says that uh, let your light so shine uh, that men may see those good works that you're doing and then give glory to God because of it. Amen. But they're going to see your good works, right? Right. They're going to see your good works. Amen. They're seeing you. Your life is being seen and then it becomes, according to this verse, it says it's, it's a good thing and a profitable thing to all those around. Whew. Amen. Whew. All right, let's look at, uh, did I give you some other translations on that, or what would I give you on that one, Ben? I thought I did, maybe, like the New Living or something. Or what did, no, Amplified, that's what it was, the Amplified. Okay, so here's, here's, here's this verse. Eight in the Amplified it says, This message is most trustworthy, and concerning these things, I want you to insist steadfastly so that those who have believed in or trusted in or relied on God, right? Is anybody in here guilty of that? Should be, right? God may be careful to apply them, uh, pardon me, God may be careful to apply themselves to honorable occupations. In other words, putting forth effort to do something, and to doing good. For such things are not only excellent and right in themselves, but they are good and profitable for the people. I like that. It's not only just the right thing to do, but it's good and it's profitable for the people. Still with me? All right, now this is all necessary. You'll see before we get done with this why I'm kind of emphasizing uh, this thing being seen by all or seen by, in this case, it says the people, praise God. Uh, some say uh, all men. Let's see, did I give you, uh, what, the message? Is that one of them too, brother? I think I might have skipped that on you, didn't I? Let's do the message. Let's try that one. Let's see here. It wasn't so long ago that we ourselves were stupid and stubborn. <laughs> Dudes of sin. <laughs> Ordered every uh, which way. Uh, by our glands, <laughs> isn't that the truth? Going around with a chip on her shoulder, uh-huh, hated and hating back, uh, but, but when God, our King and loving, uh, loving Savior God, stepped in, I, I should have just gave you one verse. It looks like I gave you a whole slew of them here, didn't I? Saved us from all that. It was all, this, all His doing. We had nothing to do with it. We gave us, uh, He gave us a good bath, and we... Uh, came out of it new people. Ain't that the truth? Washed inside and out by the Holy Spirit, our Savior Jesus poured out new life so generously. God's gift has, here we go, restored our relationship and with, with Him and given us back our lives. And there's more t- life to come, an eternity of life, praise God. I know what it is. That's what it is. We've got the wrong, wrong text, don't we? No, that's right. You're right. Is there more to that yet? Count on this. Is there more to that text? That's the end of that text? Well, bummer. Let me see. I'll just pull it up right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for iPads. Right? Come on. Hallelujah. God's good. Come on. Come on. Stop messing with me. All right. So let's, uh, what is that again? Titus? What's the reference I gave you? Three, three, eight, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It says here, this message is most trustworthy and concerning these things. I want you to insist steadfastly so that those who have believed in, trusted in, relied on God may be careful to apply themselves to honorable occupate. No, I'm in, I'm in the wrong one again. Message. I'm sorry. 
computer is. Okay, so what that what I had on there, um, uh, there's there's more life to come, all uh, an eternity of life. Uh, you can count on this. Okay, so then it went on in mine, Ben. I don't know why it it, it does puts a different rev- verse on this, but I want you to put your foot down, take a firm stand on these matters, so that those who have put their trust in God will concentrate on the essentials that are good for everyone. All right, that's that's what it is. So the verse eight kind of went into the next chapter, next uh, paragraph is what it was. So uh, take firm stand on these matters, so that those who have put their trust in God will concentrate on the essentials that are good for everyone. In other words, I'm going to do the good right thing. Amen. I'm going to concentrate on what's right. Amen. Right. I'm going to do the right thing. Why? Why would I do that? Well, it's it's good for everyone. To choose life isn't just good for you, it's good for everyone. Isn't that good? So, you know, the good works. Okay. Thank you, Ben. Sorry about that, brother, if that, uh, uh, but we got her. We got her figured out, didn't we, Ben? Didn't we, Ben? Good buddy. All right. All right. Good boy. Amen. All right. Hebrews 10. Put that up there, brother. Hebrews 10. Okay. Here's a common text. Uh, let uh, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and... Good works, right? Here's them good works again. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Verse 25, right? Come on now. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The point being is we come together, the whole thing, doing the right thing. We're here to stir each other up to keep doing the right thing. That's that's one of the reasons we assemble. That's one of the reasons we come together. Amen. It's to stir one another to, to love and good works. Amen. So that when you leave this place, hey, man, we're a little bit more prompted to do the right thing. Whew. You know, do you know the good works um, can be done every day? In, in fact, I guarantee you that if you're even the remote, even remotely attentive to your day as it goes along, you're going to be amazed at how many good works that you can be a part of. Just the things you do for any person around and how your life can speak just by rolling up your sleeves or just by saying something, amen, by uh, praying for someone, amen, giving someone that hug when they need it or whatever it is, praise God, or that word of encouragement, whatever it may be, but it's all a part of the good works. But boy, it takes faith to do some of that. Yeah, it does. Amen. Because sometimes it could be anything. It could just be insecurity on our part. Fear. I don't want, ah, I'm not going to be a part. I'm not going to do that. Ah, no, I might, they may think I'm stupid. Well, you know, they might already. I don't know. Maybe not. But uh, the point is, you know, sometimes it's just amazing how, you know, just by doing something, you know. Um, you know, the other day, uh, this is silly, but and, and really, I, I don't even know if, I'm assuming, I, I, don't, I don't know if anybody even saw it. Uh, I, I drove down one of our main roads out there at Powell Butte, and I'm heading down, and there's this bag of garbage laying on the side of the road, big old bag of garbage. And I just drive by it, you know, it's kind of raining out there, and I'm kind of scrubbed by it. I got convicted in my heart. You know, I was in my truck, and I already had some of my garbage in the back. <laughs> I'm just saying. The Spirit of God just, you know, prompted me. Go back and get it. That means I got to stop, turn around, go back up to the road, turn around, pick up a bag of garbage that who knows whose it is. And by the way, it reeked. It'd been there a day or two in the sun, maybe, I don't know. But the point is, is it's, it's just those things that you don't even realize, you know, you just do it. And I don't know if anybody ever saw it or I didn't really do it to be seen by anybody. I just knew in my heart, I just need to do that. And, you, and, and the point I'm trying to make is at the moment, you kind of think, well, that's stupid. Why would I want to pick up somebody else's garbage? Why would I want to turn around, go back to pick up some garbage? Well, because it's in my heart. I, I got a conviction that. You, you could have stopped and picked that up. Just saying. 
Sometimes you don't even realize it's just anything like that. You know, just one thing. And it could be, uh, you know, based on opinions, based on fear, uh, based on, you know, your concern, what they're going to think of you, um, based on will they accept it, will they receive it. Sometimes, you know, it's just offer it. I've been turned down before, not very often, but I've been turned down. And I've no, no problem, no worries. How about, how about if I pray for you? Uh, okay. Most time, they're, it's hard to tell the preacher no. <laughs> but a few have. <laughs> Uh, but sometimes, you know, it's just, you know, it's just that moment. Just, how about if I help you with that? Well, I, I'm all right. No, no, let me help you with it. You know, you really just, you know, well, they're going to they're gonna think I'm being pushy. They're going to think I'm, listen, listen, just what? be a light. Show the good work. Do the good thing. And sometimes you don't even realize that it just, that's all about representing the king. Anybody else with me? All right. So, Whew. All right, let's look at another one. Well, did I give you a translation on that one? Like a new passion or something, wasn't it, or something? I thought that was kind of a cool one. Let's look at that. Discover creative ways. <laughs> Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them <laughs> toward acts of compassion, doing beautiful works, as expressions of love. Isn't that good? Amen. Did I give you verse 25 too or not? I don't know. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. Boy, isn't that the truth? In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Praise God. Isn't that good? I thought it was a good translation on that. Amen. That's why we come together. Stir each other up, man. Be a part of something. Do something bigger. Do something. Be a part of something bigger than yourself. Help others. Do all kinds of things to be the light. But it takes faith in God to do all this. Right? Yeah. You ever had the Spirit of God say, give something to somebody? And you're thinking to yourself, mm, but that's all I got. Well, good, you got enough then. It takes faith in it. Now, I'm not telling everybody to give all your stuff away. I'm telling you, if God talks to you about something, but it takes faith in, to trust God in some things. God puts something on your heart, then follow it. Do it, praise God. Amen. You doing good? Somebody just got nervous on that one. But it's all good, praise God. Just, you know, being a, being a light, being a blessing to somebody. Uh, put 1 Peter 2, Ben. We'll do that, translate, or that uh, text, and then we'll move on. Uh, beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, verse 12, having your good, or pardon me, your conduct honorable among the Gentiles. We say among the Gentiles. That means those out there who don't even know God. Well, they don't even know God. Who cares? They just, you know, they're just lost heathens anyway. Well, you know what? They're probably watching your life. You know, I've used it as many times as, you know, and I, I believe this with all my heart, and I, I believe you live God loud, everybody ought to know what you believe for, what you stand for. Now, I didn't mean you got to go around preaching down everybody's throat. That ain't what I mean. But I believe that you should at least let everybody, sh they should know that you're a child of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And you're just a, an individual that, that serves God, loves God, and just be okay with that. Amen. And, and you do that, and I found that if... Uh, if you kind of slip or you do something, you say something you shouldn't or whatever, uh, it's amazing how the Gentiles will even know to go, hey, uh, you're not sounding like a Christian today. It's like, you're right. Amen. See, they'll even help you live this thing. Yeah. Amen. I mean that. That's amazing. I've been, I've been rebuked by a many a heathen. <laughs> and I was okay with it. They were right. You know, I shouldn't have been thinking that. I shouldn't have been talking that. Uh, you know, I shouldn't have, you know, I should have did this instead. Amen. And, and uh, no, no problem. Man. I just take, use it as an opportunity to repent and apologize to them for whatever. And I found that that always makes a great open opportunity. Praise God. And, 
Now, you kind of feel pretty special when you come up and you say, would you forgive me? I'm thinking, you know, it's amazing how it works. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, and sometimes they do, they may, by your good works, which they observe, begin to glorify God in the day of visitation. In other words, when that moment comes, what are they going to remember? They remember that person that always seemed to man. They just were never, you know, never afraid to say it or do it or help or, Amen. I use it as illustration uh, now. Uh, this brother now has uh, gone home to be with Jesus, but um, when um, he was about as ornery of a scoundrel as you'd ever meet, and uh, and part of it was because he was kind of a dealt a bad bad hand once, and and uh, he ended up serving some time in prison because of well, what it was, he come upon a a rape situation, and uh, he ended up killing the man that committed the rape. And uh, so pretty serious stuff. Well, he ended up serving time for it. Um, I guess I guess it went too far, I guess. I, I guess. so. But he had, anyway, so, you know, that would probably sour you a little bit. And uh, he was pretty soured by it. So it kind of made him grumpy. So by this time now, he's working at the mill, and he's, you know, served his sentence, and he's, uh, he's now up in Oregon and, you know, just trying to, you know, live life now. But he's, he was kind of a grumpy fella. And um, it just didn't matter what you said to him. He just kind of looked at you cross-eyed and, you know, get away from me, preacher, whatever. And uh, it just didn't seem like he had anything to do with my, you know, didn't want anything to do with me, you know. And um, I just, you know, every now and then just still just, you know, just always wasn't afraid to talk in front of him, say things. And, and uh, you know, it was obvious every time I did something, he'd snarl at me, but, but it was just like, you know, you just keep doing and being and didn't stop what I was sharing or saying and just let him, if you want to be grumpy, be grumpy, you know. So, you know, after about six years of, you know, working, you know, fairly close to this guy, and by this time now, I'm, I'm being, I'm um, actually getting ready to leave. I'm going to work, uh, do the ministry full time, um, and this was back in, the, you know, 90, 91, I guess it was, and uh, they're giving me this party, and, you know, had a bunch of stuff, and did all these things and had some, you know, whatever, because I'd been there for, you know, for six years there and just working alongside this group. So they all kind of did something for me. And he shows up, comes up, and I'm thinking, oh, what's he got to say now? He always seemed like he always had something. <sighs> now throw in his two cents. Let me know how he thinks. Okay. So I'm just kind of smiling and looking at him. He says, I just want you to know I'm coming to your church. thinking, is that good or is that bad? He said, I'm coming to your church. I kind of said, wow, okay. I'm thinking, you know, kind of waiting to see. And he said, well, I've been watching you all these years. That's what he said. I've been watching you all these years. I've seen a lot of things happen. I noticed you didn't, you didn't back up. So you're the guy I want to I want to sit under. He did. He showed up. He was one of those guys that, if I know a guy. <laughs> so he'd show up, he'd come, and every so often he'd say, I want to buy you breakfast. All right. And he'd talk about things in his life and go into detail of all the things that he's been through and everything else, and so we grew to be pretty good friends, and, uh, and uh, so he, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, several years ago, he went home to be with the Lord, and he had, uh, had his family had contacted me, because he had ended up, he had moved, he had to move for some job situation or something, and, and he had passed away, and they had all let me know, and, and he kind of had a, you know, wanted to make sure they told me something, you know, so shared something with me, so that was kind of cool. So anyway, I just, you know, so you just never know when your life is, you know, going to speak even to that person that you think, yeah, they want nothing to do with you. All right, so let it be honorable among even the Gentile. Amen. I mean, if they're going to speak evil of you, you keep doing the right thing because one day those good works are going to speak. Amen. And that boy went home to be with Jesus. Yes. Amen. That's a good news, isn't it? Yes. 
Okay, praise the Lord. Now, let's, let's shift gears. We're going to go to another one here. Uh, the Proverbs 2, please. Proverbs 2. You guys all doing good? All right, Proverbs 2. Uh, verse 20 says this. It says, um, so that you may walk in the way of goodness. Walk in the way of goodness and keep to the path of righteousness. That you may walk in the way of of goodness, okay. So goodness, uh, tob, is uh, uh, is the word he- Hebrew word here. It means again good in the widest sense. So we're looking at the same kind of word, but only in the, in the uh, Hebrew now. Uh, but it means a word. This word here means good in the widest sense, but it's something that creating something bountiful, pleasant, or a better life. So it's good. So he's talking about a way or a road or pathway a manner of living, a mode of operation, a a course of life, you're walking in good and it begins to produce something, okay? So that you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness, praise God. And uh, so as I began to look at this, um, in fact, let me see here. Let me go go to here. Man, I think I just gave you the one verse, right? If y'all turn to Proverbs 2, um, in verse 20 again, that you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. But it, it goes on to say, for the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. Now, you think, well, what's all that? But, but as you kind of get into this way of goodness, um, it, it kind of has a little bit of this it's not just so much dealing with um, the masses. Um, as you kind of dive into this word, it's kind of dealing with more about just one-on-one with individuals, okay? And talking about, you know, if you'll, if you'll do the right thing, amen, walk in the paths of goodness and keep to, those, uh, to the paths of righteousness, right? Come on, or the way of goodness and the paths of righteousness, amen, it begins to produce something, okay? Now, um, so what I did, um, let's see, did I give you like Matthew 7? Man, let's put that up there, Matthew 7. And um, I want to kind of show you, uh, as I kind of got into this, it it brings this out. You see this like in Matthew 7, Luke 6, uh, was it Mark, uh, I think another chapter, I think, because this is one of those uh, texts that you'll, you'll see in, at least three of the four Gospels. And it says, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the, this is the law and the prophets. So the point being is that, that it's talking about sowing a do-good seed to an individual. Amen. Now, um, we're not taking away from what we've already talked about, but, but I kind of noticed that as we kind of dove into this text and do, diving into this way of goodness, that it's kind of talking about just just an everyday thing with individuals around you, people you know, you connect with. It's, it's more of this personal one-on-one with people. Um, you know what I mean? They're just, and, and, I, and it was worthy of, of bringing that out. In fact, I'll tell you what, put uh, Matthew 7. I think I had some other translations on that. Put that one up. There's the new living in this uh, Matthew 7. Uh, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. Now, again, this, this works for all things. This definitely fits everything. But, but the point I'm trying to make is there's, there's something that, you know, when you start dealing with one-on-one with people, we get to know people a little bit. You know what I mean? And that could be good. That could be bad, right? Right? Come on. And I don't mean bad. I mean, uh, maybe that sounds a little harsh. But the point is that you find things out. Now, the way of goodness, okay, it's talking about this, that even in the midst, you're walking in a, in a pathway, and it's, it's, it's specific, okay, so you're dealing with specific people every day. Now, there might be people out there everywhere that can look in on your life here and now, but there are certain ones you're around all the time. And you're still supposed to sow the do-good seed but I know that person. <laughs> if you knew that person, you wouldn't sow a do-good seed. Oh, now wait a minute. To do to others whatever you would like them to do to you, this is the essence of all that is taught. 
in the law and the prophets, which is something we kind of read out of there, out of Proverbs. Amen. So we're called to walk the way of goodness. Let's see, what other translations did I give you on that one, Ben? Did I give you a few of them on that? Maybe the Amplified. Let's see that. Now, you know there's two Amplifieds now? Isn't that wild? You got now the, now the one we grew up on. It's now called the classic. So I've got, is that, is that good? I don't know. Is that, it's like, you know, if you have an old car that's called now a classic. It's like, well, that's just my everyday car. That's a classic. <laughs> so now I got a, a Bible at home that's now called a classic. I've been around long enough now. I've, it's now a classic. Anyway, so the Amplified Classic. All right. So then, whatever you desire that others would do, uh, do to and for you, even so do also to and for them, for this is, or this sums up, I love this, this sums up the law and the prophets. In other words, it's just, what did some people, some people call it the golden rule. Isn't that what they call it? This is the golden rule. Because it's what sums up the law and the prophets. Just, just do the right thing, dude. Well, you don't know that person. Well, obviously you do. But you still sow the do good seed. Why? Because it's what you would want them to do to you. But they don't do that to me. It doesn't matter. It's what you want them to do for you. Because not everybody does for you what they should do for you. Do I have a witness in the house tonight? We all have those, right? Okay, they don't, but, but it's still the way, the pathway, the way of goodness. It's what we do. It's what sums up the law and the prophets. And if we just do this, it, it, there's a benefit to it, even if that person never sees it. Okay, let's give you another translation. Maybe that will do you better. What did I give you? A message? Here's a simple rule of thumb guide for behavior. <laughs> Ask yourself, self, what would you want people to do for you? Well, I would want them to do this. Well, then grab the initiative and do it for them. Add up God's law and prophets, and this is what you get. This is called the way of goodness. Stay on the way of goodness. Sow the right thing. Amen. Now, again, this is just, just in my own, and you could take it, you can leave it, whatever, but just, it's just how it came to me, uh, you know, when, when I got to diving into this, is that whether we're talking about, you know, you know, doing the good works that, that is seen here, or whether we're talking just a way, a pathway, the normal everyday pathway of goodness, amen, and it's just about that one person here, that one person here, and that one person here. Regardless, amen, it takes some faith to do this. Amen. In fact, okay, it might almost take more trust in God when it comes time to the individuals. Because I know that person, right? And, and you know, it's about the time God puts in your heart, you know, sow the do-good seed here, the way of goodness, and you're thinking, that person just this morning did me wrong. Take some confidence. Look at your neighbor and say, Wow. Stay on the right road, right road, amen? The way of goodness. All right. All right. You know, I looked up uh, the do-good. You know, the Scripture talks about the do-good, about a well, means a well-doer. Um, this, of course, out of the New Covenant, means uh, action of doing good to help another. So when it says, so good, like uh, um, Luke 6 brings out, you know, love, you're, you're talking about love the unlovable, do good to those that, you know, and what it's talking about sowing the do good seed, 
And, and when you start looking at it, what, okay, what, what, what's that mean? Well, it means action of doing good to help another. I don't want to help that person. Stay in the way, not in the way. You get the way of goodness. So you, you, yeah, better, better clarify that because a lot of people are just in the way. <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble for that one. Anyway, hallelujah. It means the bringing of wellness or recovery. Isn't that good? So we're talking about now the way of goodness is about really about bringing recovery and wellness. Well, this, this is all messed up. Well, that's why you're there. People, I, I'm leaving that place because it's all messed up. Well, of course it's going to be messed up. It's the world, and you're the light. So you're there to somehow bring divine order into it. Amen. Everybody runs away from the mess, but sometimes it's just, every, you know, maybe it's because, the, you know, the children of God shouldn't run away from the mess. Maybe the children of God ought to stay there until they get it cleaned up. Well, they're just going to abuse you. Well, that's, there's a chance of that. There's a chance of that. And I'm still talking about being led, so I'm not telling everybody to go out there and, you know, you be led, do the right thing, amen. But I found that most times, most people just avoid those moments that, that you could have, been, could have sowed a do-good seed. Truth. <laughs> the other day, <laughs> I had a situation, I had an event, and somebody did something, and I was like, oh, God, I want to smack them. Yeah, give them the left foot of fellowship and the right foot, of, the right hand of, never mind. <laughs> anyway, the point is, it was just some silly dumb thing, and and so the Spirit of God, you know, just, you know, got to the store and this person was there. And I had to sow the do-good seed. My flesh knew what to do. <laughs> and then it was like that conviction hit me. It's like, if you don't do this right, you're going to do it again. And again, and again. I remember one time, um, listen, I was listening to Christian radio years ago. I'm listening to something. This guy comes up and on, and I'm thinking, who the heck puts this guy on the radio? Good night. Get this guy off. And then I found out the guy was dead. He's dead already. And he's still on the radio. And I think, oh, I'm sure he's in heaven. I'm sure he's doing great. He, I bet he, but I bet he got there and learned. I was wrong all these years. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how can he say this? How could, he even, how could you even remotely think this is okay to say? Some of you are probably looking at me. Well, you do it a few times too, Jerry. Well, anyway, this guy was dating. I'm thinking to myself, I say, man, who would support this? The Spirit of God said, you. <laughs> I went, what? Sent him a seed. I don't like this guy. Send him a seed. I learned right then. No matter what. So the do good seed. Come on. Don't run your mouth and do something stupid. Come on, right? Doesn't matter. You know, there might be some things. Yeah, okay. I'm, what's my kid say? Lock it, stick it in your pocket or something like that. <laughs> You just shut up. But Spirit of God said, you're sowing. And I did. I had to sow a seed. Amen. And I knew I had to get my heart right to do it. It was going to make me do it again. <laughs> get that right. Come on. So, you know, I got my heart right. And praise the Lord. Only had to sow it one time. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Actually, later on, I found some good things out about that man. I was pretty, pretty blessed to hear. So I praise God. Amen. So I guarantee the man's praising God right now. Amen. All right. Let's see. Where are we at, brother?
One last one. Let's look at this real quick, and we'll bring it home. Uh, let you all go here. Psalm 26. Put that up on the board. Psalm 26, 1 and 2, please. Let's, we're going to read a few of these fairly quick, Ben. That'd be all right? All right. Verse 1 and 2 says this, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. Okay, we're saying integrity. I have also trusted in the Lord. I shall not slip. Amen. Verse 2, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Amen. Try my mind and my heart. Okay, now read uh, verse 11. Okay, just let you know this whole psalm here. Uh, but as for me, I will walk in my integrity, redeem me, and be merciful to me. Integrity. Uh, the word integrity, um, it's, uh, the, the Hebrew word looks like the word, you know, the name Tom, but it's, it's uh, Tom. Uh, so T-O-M, uh, pronounced Tom. And uh, it just means wholeness, completeness, or sincere, or sincerity, a lot of times with integrity. But it means moral innocence, rightness, or goodness. Okay? Now listen, integrity uh, the, the first part of that word means one or, or whole or complete. And it's talking about who you are. When you talk about integrity of an individual or the, their character, it's who you are inside. Integrity is about who you are inside. See, it's who you are when no one else is around. That's, that's, that defines what kind of integrity you got. Come on. Integrity equals or means all in. Okay? And you can't be divided. Are you hearing me? So when we're talking about rightness or, you know, this, this sincerity, completeness, wholeness, he's talking about I'm walking in my integrity. He's talking about right now you right here doing the right thing even when no one else is around. Right. It's right here, you and him. Yeah. That's why verse 2 you know, he says, you know, check me out. Come on now. Now listen. See, this is the whole thing about this, this good, walking worthy of the Lord. Amen. Walking good works that's seen by all. The way of goodness might be just those few around us all the time. But then there's this thing of whew, walking in integrity or that goodness, which refers to just right here when even no one else is around. I'm still going to do the right thing. Walking worthy of the Lord. Amen. Sowing the good, whether seen by the all, seen by a couple, or whether it's just me and the Lord. Amen. So, uh, verse 2, put that back up there. Verse 2, let's look at it, Ben. Examine me. That's why I said, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart. That's what, you know, the psalmist, I believe the psalmist, I believe this one's David. Now, I could be wrong, but I think this was David. In fact, did I give you another Psalm 139 or something like that? Put that up. I know we're running out of time here, but it just want just, just said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxiety. In other words, what, what I'm dealing with. Is, it, is there more than that? What else did I give you? Verse 4, 24, too. Okay. And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Now, the, the reason I think this is just worthy of bringing up is because that we're even talking about doing the right thing even when no one else is around. So it isn't just when somebody, everybody out there seeing it or just around a couple people you're around every day, but I'm willing to do the right thing when I'm all by myself. It's just me and the Lord. And it takes, listen, it takes some serious vulnerability to say, God, search me. <laughs> oh, you ever had God talk to you about your attitude? Yeah, come on now. You're grumbling, griping about something. Nobody else even heard you. But he did. Woo. Yeah. So I, I wrote this down, you know, just something to chew on before you head out tonight. With every level of goodliness, I just so that's kind of a made-up word, goodliness, comes a new level of vulnerability. And whether we're talking about, you know, we're talking about doing the right thing out, the good works that's seen by, by the many, you know, there's a, there's a sense of vulnerability there. 
because everybody's seeing you, watching your life. But then it even gets even more because now you're around the people you're every day. They know you, man. They know how to push your button. Right? And you still got to walk in the way of goodness. It maybe calls for just a little bit more vulnerability because they already kind of know you. But then when it's just you and God, now that's being vulnerable. And a lot of people don't like to go there. But I've learned if you can do that right, it's easier to do the other thing. Amen. Walk worthy of the Lord. Yeah, no. Amen. Worthy of the Lord. Fully, fully pleasing Him and fruitful in every good work. Did you get something tonight? Yeah, yeah that's pretty good stuff, isn't it? I enjoyed that, going through that. Amen. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up? Praise the Lord. God's good. <clears throat> Amen. Just choose to do the right thing, right? You know, when you settle that, it's not so hard. You know, you think about integrity, where integrity comes in. You know, if you already got that settled, not so hard to do the rest of it. Because you've already settled it inside. I'm going to do the right thing for God, regardless. You know, you're not tempted to steal when you've already settled it. I don't steal. You're not tempted to lie when you've already settled it inside. I don't lie. That's not the way I do things, right? It's amazing, you know. So even doing the good thing, doing the right thing, you know, even when it might cost you a little bit or it might, you know, make you a little bit more vulnerable or whatever, you know, it's just the right thing to do. So <clears throat> all of this comes out of, you know, walking by faith. And it, it does take faith to trust God even in the most vulnerable moments. Will you trust Him? When He starts talking to you about things, can you trust Him? Put your confidence in Him that if He asks you of something or asks you to change or adjust something, you know, that you trust Him enough that you'd say, I'd do that. Right? Yeah. Walk by faith. Amen. Not by how you feel. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we give you praise and glory. Thank you again for your word and these principles here today. And um, really just even kind of bringing these things out in kind of a fresh new light and, and um, maybe helping us along the way that we'll be a, a people that know how to sow the do-good seed no matter what. Praise God. And Father, I give you praise for people that walk worthy of you, fully pleasing you and fruitful in every good work. Praise God. And I give you the praise and the glory that the good things, the good works, hallelujah, you've already began, the things you're already stirring and working in each and every one, we confident of the fact that what you started, you're going to finish. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.